We begin the current daf. daf dalad. Begin on the second line down for the top of the yamut. Where the gemara continues the discussion from the previous daf. That is, the gemara had introduced a brisa of rebchia regarding the halacha of shvu of meidim and mixes. And that is, although the halacha is, as Rabbi said, the primary rationale why the Torah said that if someone admits to have to claim, he's going to be chayv shvu on the rest that he denies that he doesn't owe that, is because. He really wants to admit because he doesn't have the audacity to deny, but he wants to deny because he doesn't have the money to pay. So because of that, that he admits to half it, that already shows us that he really could be owing the rest, and that's why Mechayi Now that logic really only applies to money to make this. But when he's for HaKo, when he denies the whole thing, then we would say, There's no reason for us to suspect that he really would like to admit, and hence he's not going to swear falsely. Well, he denies the whole claim, and therefore he would go ahead and swear falsely. But, says Rebchia, that's where the Kabbalah comes in. If a person, by his own admission, is chayev a shvua, so then, for sure, with the Hadas Eidim. That was the Gemara's original assumption, where you're going to know that from, which is from a Kabbalah from Hadas Piv. The Gemara says it's not a Kabbalah because Hadas Piv has a Chumrah over Hadas Eidim in regards to HaKash and Azama, which does not apply, which is a stringency by Hadas Piv, in contrast to Hadas Eidim. So then the Gemara said, okay, we learned it out from Eid Echad. Eid Echad is Mechayi V'Shavu, even though it's not Chayi Mamen. So two Eidim that are Mechayi Mamen, for sure the Mechayi V'Shavu. And I think the Gemara says no. Because by Eid Echad, the Shavu that is Mechayi is on what he's claiming is owed. And that he could refute him with a Shavu. But here with the two Eidim, what they're claiming is actually creates a liability for the guy. If let's say he says, one guy says to the other guy, you owe me $100. And he says, I don't know you anything. And the two witnesses say, well, we know you owe him $50. So the $50 he has to pay is running the other half that they didn't say Eidus is what the Allah is trying to say from a Kabbalah that he would have to take a Shavuah. Where do you know that from? Can't know it from Eid Echad because Eid Echad is not being on what he's not testifying. It's only what he is testifying. So back to the question, where do we, what is the Kabbalah for this Allah The reason why we introduced it was because he seemingly brought a proof, which we're going to discuss later on, from our Mishnah, which seemingly is saying the same halacha, where it's like there's a non-sahadi with what one guy is holding on to, that half of it is his, and therefore the other guy who's denying the whole thing, we have witnesses on half, and we see that they have to each make a shua. So that's where the Rebchi the, the was saying, you see support for this halacha from our Mishnah, but the Gemara is trying to understand what is the Kabbalah to say that Hadas Edim would be Mechayi B'Shavuah on the rest that he's denying. So Elam Rav Papa, rather Papa says, Asi, the Kavuchaymer comes migilgul shvua de eid echad. From the halacha, from a rolling oath with the testimony of one witness. And that is if, let's say, a person is chayv shvua through the testimony of one witness. As we mentioned, if one witness says you do owe him $100, although he can't make him be liable, but he has to make an oath because of the one witness. Now, if let's say the plaintiff, the claimant, had another claim against this individual, which there was no oath because there was no witness testifying regarding that claim. So there's a halacha called Gilgal Shvua that then he can make once the guy has to take an oath because of the one witness on one claim. For a different claim, which he has no witnesses for, he can make him take an oath once he's making a different oath. Which is a biblical law, as the Gemara learns in Mesech's Kedushan of Chavzayim Mabez, from the halacha of Saita. Where it says in the Torah, Va'amra Isha, Amen, Amen, that the woman says in regards to the oath that the Torah is being Mechaivar, did you, did, did you commit infidelity with another man? So she, regards to the fact that she's denying, she says yes to the oath, and then it says again, Amen, yes. What does that mean? Because even in regards to what the, the claim that's being Mechaivar, the once she has to take an oath for one thing, so they can make her take oaths for other things, even that the halacha would not require before she got married, and so on and so forth, with a different man. So same thing over here, regarding what the witness did not make, 
the Shavuah, then the guy could, however, make for those other things to make a Shavuah too. So therefore, if we see that the one eight is making take a Shavuah on other things, so then that's the same thing for two Eidim. So two Eidim that are stronger than one Eid, then they also should be able to make a Shavuah on even what they're not claiming regarding a different thing regarding the other half that they're not saying that but the guy is denying from the claim that he should have to take a Shavuah. And that the Gemara asks, but Echad, but the, the mechanics of the halacha of Gilgo Shavuah by Eid Echad, Shekin It's really the oath that drags and makes the liability of another Shavuah. In other words, it's not the witness, the Eid Echad, that's Mechaib the Shavuah on what he didn't testify. It's the fact that when he t- says testimony, this one eight, it's Mechaib the person of Shavuah. Now once it's Mechaib Shavuah, that's where the Allah of Gilgul Shavuah comes in. Now the, cla- now the claimant can then make him be Mechaib and other Shavuahs once he's taking an oath. But but how could you say regarding these witnesses, the Mammon, that the 50 Zuz that they're testifying regarding, that is Kamachaivi, that they're making him pay money, and there is no Shavuah that they be Mechaivim to drag along and make another liability for a Shavuah based on that. So really, we don't have a Kavachaimah from Eid Echad, from Galgal, from even from Gilgal Shavuah, because although, yes, by Eid Echad, the Eid Echad can be Mechaiv Shavuah, even for what? He's not being Mechaiv. So seemingly that we wanted to say that would be the same thing with these two Eidim. It's not true. Because it's not really him that's doing it. It's the Shavuah that is Mechaev could bring along another Shavuah. Here by the two Eidim, they're being Mechaev Mammon, not Shavuah. And therefore he can't drag along another Shavuah. So again, where do we have this Kavachayim that Hadas Eidim would be Mechaev? There's, ha- there's Shavuah of Maidu Miktis on the other half. So the one says you're right, not like the way you're a Papa, but actually the way we had said on the previous stuff that it's actually being learned out from Eid Echad. Now, the, however, the question was, which was the Pircha that, that was mentioned on the top of this Amun from the previous Tav, was that you can't learn from Eid Echad, because as we said, Eid Echad is what he's testifying, that's what the Shavu is on. But we don't find that Eid Echad can be Mechaev on what he's not testifying. So on that says the Gemara, Piv Yechiach, that Piv will refute that refutation, where a person's own admission, when he admits to part of the claim, it's actually on what he denies and what his mouth does not admit to, which that's what it takes the oath for. So you see that you could have a liability for something else that you actually didn't admit to. So the Gemara says, wait, but then we're back to the other question. As we said that, wait, you can't learn out from Piv, maybe by a person's own admission, yeah, then he's chai on what he's, even what he's not admitting to, because you see it's a very stringent thing when a guy admits to something that he cannot be refuted. In contrast to two Eidim, where they could be refuted, maybe they don't have the halacha of swearing on what they didn't admit to, what they didn't testify. So that Eid Echad well, Eid, one witness will disprove that. Because a single witness could be refuted, and still still he makes the liability of Eshua. But then we go back the other way. Wait, how could you learn out two witnesses from one Eid? Because there, it's on what he testifies that the guy is swearing to. How can you compare this to the Shalach of regarding the two witnesses? That you want to make him on what he's denying, not on what they're testifying. So, how can you compare that? Well, man, we said, well, a person's own admission will refute that, where, yes, the Shavu is not on what he admitted, but on actually what he denied. So, that's what's called, so the logic goes back and forth. So, the characteristics of each one are not like this. Neither is the other one's characteristic like this one. In other words, yes, each one has a stringency that the other one doesn't have, which would be problematic for Shteidim, but that can't be the primary premise for being Mechaev because as we see, the other one doesn't have that and still it's Mechaev 
So Hatzar HaShavash, I mean, what is the common denominator of both the Eid Echad and for this halacha of a person's own Haidah B'Miktus? That it's through a claim with a denial, meaning one person is claiming, one person is denying, that's Hinboin, that's how it comes to the Din, Vinishba, and we see that it requires the person to take an oath, so, so then I'll also include the testimony of two witnesses, again, which is when one person is claiming $100, the other guy is denying the $100, and the witnesses say, but well, we know you have at least half of that 50, that it comes through a claim and a denial, and it requires a person to take an oath on the other half, because yes, although Eidach doesn't, it's not on the other half, but Piv is on the other half. Now, although you can't learn it from Piv, because Piv has a churm of, of that there's no Akhasha, but you see Eidach has Akhasha, and it's like Mechai B'Shavuah. So for the common denominator, that's how we learn out this halach of the Kavachimer, that it would apply to Shte'edim, because two Edim are more Chamer than both of them. It's just that there's an element of those each that have a Chumrah over the Shte'edim, but that's not because we see that the other one doesn't have the characteristic and still has the Chiv of Shua. That's where we know the Salach of Rebchia. But the Gemara asks, with but even the common denominator between the two of them, Shekin Lehuch's a Kafrin. But both of those cases, when the guy himself admits, or when an Eid Echad is refuting him, there there's no assumption of this guy being a liar. Because even by the case of Eid Echad, what he denies He's not muxik as a liar because maybe he's not refuted because even when the Eid Echad is refuting him, that, since he's only one witness, cannot, quote, call him, uh, um, uh, it can't refute him and to establish him as a liar because it's just one Eid. If it's two Eid, then yeah. And for sure when the guy himself admits that there's nothing here that's, that's calling him a, 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 a person with a chazaka of a liar. But, and therefore then you could say, okay, if he's not, he's not a liar, we don't have established that a liar, so we could be mechaiv meshvur. But time of Eidim Haigen to say regarding when you have two witnesses, where here the story was where a guy claims $100 for one guy, the guy denies the whole thing. Now, once this guy denied the whole thing, the witnesses then came and said, what? We know for sure you owe him $50. Where he's established to be a liar, and therefore we shouldn't say that we should trust him to even make a shvur. So how can you say that we're learning out from eight echot and pay from the tzadashav and common dominator of them to be But those two have the characteristic that we don't know that he's a lie. We have never established that fact. By hoidem miktus, there's no reason to establish that. We don't see anyone denying, claiming that he that he's a liar. And even by eight echot, that's not enough to establish a fact. Two, you need two witnesses to establish a fact. So even though one witness is contradicting him and be mechayev but we don't see any reason to say that he's a liar. Here you have two witnesses call, call, catching him on a lie, at least on half of the claim. So how can we go ahead? So I think more answers. What do you think when two witnesses testify regarding this guy's denial of a loan, that that makes this guy an established liar? It's not true, says the Gemara. Because someone denies a loan whether the whole loan or part of the loan, and then witnesses come and testify before he swears falsely. Once he swears falsely, then for sure. But before he swore falsely, says the halacha, he's actually fit to be a witness, to, to, to be valid, someone to say testimony in court of law, and we don't say that he's lying. In other words, we don't say that he's a thief. Because the Torah tells us in Shemais Chav Gimel, you can't make a wicked person into a witness. Now, the reason for this is, <clears throat> what do you mean? Clearly he's a thief, he's a liar, because he denied the whole claim, and witnesses say that, that he is chai. The reason is not so simple, because 
since a loan is meant to be spent, maybe this guy had to use the money that was lent him. Now, the guy's coming to claim his money, and he thinks to himself, look, I don't have money right now. I can't admit because then they're going to make me do things that I can't afford to do right now. So until I get money, I'll be able to pay up. I'll deny the claim. Because if I would admit it, they would claim and take stuff from me right now. So that's not a liar. It's just a delayed tactic, which obviously it's not being honest, but that doesn't verify him as a goslin. Whereas someone that denies by a deposit, then even if he denies only part of it, and a witness come and testify regarding that, that it's not true, then he's going to be postulated. In that case, he'll be invalid to be a witness because by a, by a deposit, what, what type of delay tactics are there? Well, there's no delay tactics. You, weren't, you don't spend someone else's deposit. It's either there or it's not. And if you're lying, then you're, then you're straight out liar. Now, as Rashi points out, although you might say that maybe he would say that it was lost from him, and maybe he is delaying the tactics until he finds it, that's what the Gemara is going to explain on the next daf on Hamad Bayes, that it would be told by the case where witnesses come and they say that at that moment, he, when he was denying the claim, he actually had the deposit in his hand, which clearly makes him out to be a liar. There's no delay tactics over there. But one thing that we see is regarding the Allah of the Milva, that a person, although he denied the claim, and witnesses come and verify that he, did, that he does owe, that doesn't make him into a liar. It's the delay tactics, and therefore he's still, he's still kosher to be a witness, and so too, in our case, he can still make a shvua, and therefore there's no contradiction about learning out the halacha of Beis Edom, Rebchiz halacha, the previous daf, where someone claims 100, the guy denies all of it, and witnesses verify 50 of it, that we could be mechai b'shvua from this kavochaymer, from Eid Echar and Piv, where the same thing would apply to Beis Edim, and you don't say that the common denominator of those are not Hoch Kafrin in contrast to two Edim, because by two Edim it's also not Machzikim to a Kafrin, it was just a delay tactic. So El the Gemara says, Parachachi. But the question that we would have on Rebchiz Halacha is as follows. What we find by the common denominator of Eid Echad and Piv is Shekin Einen Beteris Hazama. They are not in the context of having Hazama done to them. In other words, to pay the, the knas of Karsha Zama, which is because when one aide testifies regarding somebody that he owes $100, and then someone else comes along, two witnesses come along and say, wait, how could you have said that? You're with us on that day, which is Hazama. That Eid Echad is putter from what he was claiming that that guy owed. And so too, obviously, when the guy admits himself, for sure, it's not appropriate to have Hazama, where people say, hey, how could you claim that you owe this guy money? You're with us on that day. There's no halach of Hazama. It's not, that's only regarding witnesses. So, Taimah Ba'edim, how are you going to say this regarding witnesses, that their halacha is, if they are huzim on these 50 zuz that they're claiming this guy owes, and then other people come along and say, hey, how could you testify that you're with us on that day? Shiyashtun b'teres azama, that the halacha of azama does apply to them, that they have to pay money. So therefore we find that it's not totally similar to the halacha of Eidech and Piv, where there, they don't have the problem about hazama. So there maybe is where we have mechai b'shvu on the shah. But here by two Edim, where they have this problem about Hazama, who said over there, I mean, in other words, it's, it's something that, it's a greater refutation of their testimony. Maybe there we don't say that they're going to be able to on the Shah. How can you learn that from the Tzad HaShavah when there's something that they have that is different than Halacha Beis Edim? So that the Gemara says, no, it's not difficult because he doesn't hold that to be a question. In other words, since the one aid, the aid echad. Actually, if someone is mazim him, then his testimony would be void, just like it would be by two witnesses. So therefore, 
if it would be true like you're trying to ask on your Pchia, that by two witnesses, since the halacha of Azama could refute the two witnesses, you want to say, okay, they're not strong enough to be Mechaya B'Shavua on the Shavuot, they're not testifying, then says Rebchia, then you should say the same thing regarding Eidach too, that Hiyosha should not be able to be Mechaya B'Shavua, because if, he would, if they would be Hazama, they would void his testimony too. Now, if it's because of this fact that you want to say, yeah, but the penalty of being a paying the Knas of Azama is only by two Edim, well, that's not a strength of the belief of the testimony of the Edachad. That's actually a weakness of his Edis. Because it's, since he can't be Mechaiv any moment, so Hazama can't be Mechaiv him for the claim that he's making. It's only his own Mechaiv Ashur, so that's why Hazama wouldn't apply. But that's not because it makes him stronger. To the contrary, that might make him weaker. And therefore, Rebbe says, for sure you could learn that Beis Edim from Edachad and Piv, because Edachad does share the same characteristic of Hazama. It just doesn't have the penalty of Hazama, but it's only because of the weakness inherent in Edachad. And still he could be Mechaiv For sure Beis Edim could be Mechaiv So the Gemara says, Ella, rather, if you want to ask on Rebbe this is the way you should ask. In other words, you're right. We don't really have any questions on his Kabbalah because as we said, his Kabbalah is learned out from a Mahatzad, the Tzad HaShavu of Piv and of Erechad. And that's how he says that the Allah is going to be, the, the Shavu of Mixes would apply to when Beis Edim testify in half, then the guy who's denying has to make a Shavu on the rest. Rather, the question is on the second half of what Rebbe had said. The Kama Ritana Tuna Rebbe had said, and he brought a proof to his Allah of that Braisa from our Mishnah. And and that, he said, because you see in our Mishnah, the same concept where it's each one's claiming the whole thing, the other one's denying the whole thing. And we make some type of anan sahadi, which is like testimony on half that the other guy has to have. And therefore, it's, it's like the, the case of Rebchia, where the Edom are saying that, although you're denying all of it, but we know that you owe at least half to the other guy. And we see that it's echliku bishu, each one has to make a shvua. So you see that there's a chi of shvua, maidemiktis, even with witnesses. And that is what the Gemara says, that would be a question. Me dummy, can you compare Rebchia's case to our Mishnah? Hasm over the Nalach of Lamalva Isle Sahadi. The lender has witnesses that the borrower at least owes 50 Zuz out of the 100 that he's claiming him. Now, Lalaiva Lesle Sahadi, the borrower has no witnesses on the other 50 to Lamastic Label Emidi that he didn't borrow that money from him, that he doesn't, that he's not Chayv the other 50 for him. Because in actuality, the Ihavale Sahadi Lilaiva, because if there would be witnesses for the borrower, the Lemasik Lebelimidi that he did not borrow from him the other fifty. In other words, let's say these witnesses who are coming from the lender and saying, What are you talking about? We know you borrowed fifty. How can you say you don't owe any of the hundred? Let's say they would have said, We know you borrowed fifty, and actually we know that the other fifty you paid up. In such a, in such a situation, Loi Bai Rebchi would not require that the Leva make a shvua on the rest, because how can you make a shvua on the rest? You have an Edom saying that he paid it up. So just like he has Edom that he, ha- that he owes 50, if he has Edom saying that he paid up the other 50, of course he would not have to make a shvua on the rest. Yet, in the case of our Mishnah, just like we have witnesses testifying regarding this guy, the half of it is his, which was where we were coming with the whole source of Rebchi's halacha, saying, oh, so you, you're chayiv, the witnesses are saying, you, although you're denying everything, you're saying all of it is your talus. Witnesses are saying, no, it's not true, half it is the other guy's. And therefore that's where the premise was to say, like, that, and still you chayiv sure you see, because you can have made to the witnesses. But the same thing is anan sa'adi bahai. But the same thing is we have witnesses saying for the other guy that half of it is his, meaning the, the guy who is denying the claim, 
although there's witnesses saying half of it is not true, like you're saying half is to the other guy, but the, but the witnesses are saying that also half of it is yours too. And still, the Mishnah's halach requires that he takes a shvua. Now the question is, why would the Chum require taking a shvua? What do you mean? It's like the way we just described it. Even Rebbe would, would admit you wouldn't need a shvua. If the witnesses themselves are saying you owe 50, but the other 50 you paid, you wouldn't have to. So obviously, says the Gemara, that the reason of the halacha of a Mishnah is not like the way Rebbe was trying to prove because of the halacha of Maidim and because it's not talking about a biblical shvu of Maidim and Rather, it's a takan chacham, as we said previously, from conjunction, because or else, if any guy, two people who come into the courts would be able to split it without a shvu, then each guy would grab onto the other guy's tassel and say, it's mine, it's yours, it's mine, what do you mean? And they go into court and they split it. That's why they require a shvuah, but not because of the biblical Allah of Maidim and because that wouldn't make sense in Allah of the Mishnah. Because in that case, even Rebbe would admit, when each one has an on the other one. So that's why the Gemara says that would be a question of that there's no support for his halacha from our Mishnah. So El Rav, the Gemara says, you're right. When did we learn that Rebbe was saying supporting his halacha from our Mishnah? It's not supporting this first halacha that we're discussing on the previous from the previous stuff, as we just explained, because obviously it's a totally different premise. Rather, it was going on a different halacha Rebbe had said. said, a, sim, a related type of halacha. said, so, A guy claims a hundred zuz from his friend. The other guy says, No, no, no. I don't owe you a hundred. I owe you fifty. Moreover, and this is the primary halacha of is v'helech. And here it is. I never spent that money. It's yours wherever it was yours. It was always yours because I never spent it. And that says Rebchia, because as we'll see that there are those who dispute this, is chayev. He has to make a shvua on the rest of the money, the other 50s that he's denying, and we do not say that those which he's admitting to, since they're right here, it's as if the malva, as if the lender is holding it already. So therefore, essentially, all that he's claiming from him is 50 zuz. On that, he's kifrakal. He's totally denying that claim. And that would say that, no, that it's like a regular maidem miktis, and he's chayef. Now, my time, what's the reason? Because, hey, lechnamika maidem miktis a dummy. Because although the guy's saying, here, it's yours, it's, it's already yours, meaning you're not really even claiming that from me. You're claiming from me the under, only that 50, and I'm totally denying that. It's not true. Because the guy's claiming 100, and although he's admitting 50, and he's saying, hey, look, it's yours, that's still considered as if he's admitting to part of the claim, and that's what he's going to be chayi v'shvur. On that halach is betana tuna. That's what Rebchia says, we could support that halacha from our Mishnah. Shnaimach is metalas, from the halacha of two people holding on to talas. Now, v'hahacha, in this case, which we said that there is the testimony of the witnesses, that even the toughest, since he's holding on to it, Anan Sahadi demanded the toughest. We said that we testify what each one's holding on to is his. Now, Helechu, essentially, that is, here it is, that's the Allah of Helech, because it's right in front of us. Meaning, we're testifying that half that he's holding on to is his. And the guy, although he's claiming it's all mine, is admitting, meaning through the witness's testimony, again, the, the world is testifying, on Saadi, that, that yes, the half that you're holding on to is yours. And still, Ukitani Yishava, still we see that the Mishnah is Mechaev Meshvua to make on the rest, meaning on the half that he's denying, which is the half that he's holding on to, claiming that it's his, and therefore the same thing would apply by a classic case of Maitimimiktis, when you say, Helech, that, which this is a case of Helech, that's still Mechaev Meshvua on the rest. Now, the reason for the Gemara at this point is that the Gemara assumes that according to Rebchia, 
And the reasoning of our Mishnah is, because when we say Anan Sahadi, that what a person is grabbing onto is his, is essentially like a case that we're discussing here, Bechia, when the guy says, Man This manna, this talus is all mine. The other guy says, it's not true. I have nothing of yours. Meaning, as in the case of our Mishnah, the talus is all mine. Then we have witnesses who testify that it's not true. That 50 is the claimant's. Now, therefore, which this is actually built upon the previous Ribchiyah's halacha, that even two witnesses could accomplish the same thing at a person's own haidah, which could be mechai v'shvudah but primarily what we see over here is that the principle of halach could be mechai v'shvudah and we don't say that since there's an element of halach, that that would preclude from maidah because there's no no maidah Because what you're claiming and I'm admitting to is already yours, so you're not really claiming that for me. You're only claiming the other half. On that, I'm kai for so therefore you shouldn't be Mechai V'shuv. In the Mishnah we see that there is this principle of Maidim B'mikzis, again, through the witness's testimony built on the previous Rebchia's halacha, but primarily what we want to prove from the second halacha of which is that although it's a case of Halach where, yes, I'm admitting that, not me, through witnesses, the have it is yours, but that was always yours because you were holding on to it. It's, it's here, it's already yours. So okay, forget about that. You're only claiming the other half of me, which I'm totally denying. On that still we see us to be Chai V'shuv, even though it's Halach. Now, Rav Sheshur Zomir, actually, he disagrees with this second Allah of Rav He says, Heilach Pater, he says, such a case of Heilach, here this is yours, Heilach, is, is exempt. Mike Tam, what's the reason? Because Kibn Amalei Heilach, since he says, hey, this is yours, Sahani Zuz so essentially that Zuz, which he admits to, it's like the lender already has it. Now, the other 50, he's not admitting to. He's totally denying that, which the claim is really only on that. So there is no admitting to part of the claim. Because although he claimed from him 100 and 50 is admitted, but 50 is already yours. You're only claiming 50. I'm totally denying that. So therefore it's exempt. Now the Gemara asks, but Rav Sheshes, Kashem Asneetan. So the halacha of our Mishnah is difficult in Rav Sheshes as Rav Chiyah brought a proof to his halacha from our Mishnah. So I'm like Rav Sheshes, he would tell you that no, Masneetan takans chachami. Actually, the Allah of our Mishnah is not because of the testimony of the witnesses who turn this into a Maidim mixes through, like we said in the previous Allah of Rav Chiz, of, of, of Rav Chia, making into a Maidim mixes. Because actually, as the Gemara disproved that logic, because the Gemara said you can't say that it's Allah of Maidim mixes, because even Rav Chia in the first Allah would admit, since there's Anan Sahadi for this one, there's also Anan Sahadi for that one. It would be like when a, a lender is claiming 100 from one guy and he's totally denying it, and witnesses say, we know you are Chayv Shua, but we know that you're Patra on the other. 50, of course you wouldn't be Chai V'shvua. So that you can't prove anything in the Allah of our Mishnah because forget about bringing the principle of the Rebchia's second Allah of Halach, it's built upon the principle that it's a case of Maidim Mixes. It's not a case of Maidim Mixes because that wouldn't be Mechaev. So therefore, it's only because of the Takans Chacham. And therefore, there's no right to, to disprove his Halacha. But the Idach, Rebchia would tell you in, you're right, as we already had proved this already in regards to his first Halacha. It's not Allah of a classic Maidim Mixes. It's really rabbinic law in our Mishnah where you have to take a Shvua. But what Rebbe does prove from our Mishnah is, if you say at least in regards to biblical halacha, in other words, in regards to a biblical Shvua, let's say by a classic Maidim Mixes, that by a case of Halich where the guy is admitting to it and he's saying, here it's yours, still he'd be chayib by Maidim Mixes to make a Shvua. So, Mesakni Rabban and Shvua came to That would make sense. We know that rabbinical law parallels. Biblical law, so the Rabbanan, when they're coming to make a Takan would model it after a Biblical Shavuah, that even though it's a case of Halach, that it's already like yours, but then they would make such a Shavuah. 
But Eli Amit Midai Raisa Helech Pater, but if you say like Rav Sheshers, that biblically, Helech is an exemption, the Mesakni Rabban and Shvu, the lesser the Kavasa, but the Raisa, then would you think that the rabbis would introduce a, 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 a Shvu that doesn't have a precedent in biblical law? And that's the proof of Rav Chia. You're right, it's not exactly my demixes because we already disproved from regarding his first halacha, regarding Edom, that there's no proof of a Mishnah because it's obviously not told about halacha my demixes. Because you have the Edom on both ways, which wouldn't be Chayim Bishvua. But what we do see is, even though it's a Kansdra Bonan, even though that it's, a, it's an element of Halach, which is that whatever the guy's claiming, he's totally admitting that it's already yours, and what he's denying is totally denying, then the rabbis would not have made even the Takansdra Bonan if Halach would be Pater. To be so it must be that just like we see in rabbinic law, that in the case of Halech, he's in the case of our Mishnah, where whatever that he's claiming is already his, and whatever he's the other that he's claiming is totally denying, still is Chayvashvua, must be that in biblical law and regarding a Maidim and Mixes, would also be Chayvashvua. So now the Gemara continues the discussion. It says, Meisve. The Gemara asks on the opinion of Rebchia, again in this Machlik Yisiyav with, with Rav Sheshis, regarding the second halach of Rebchia, regarding the halach of Halech. When it is a case of Maidu Mikdash, someone's claiming a hundred and the guy's t- totally denying everything, but he's admitting to half it, but the half that he's admitting is saying, here it's yours already, forget about it, let's not talk about that. What are we contesting is this and that I'm totally denying, where Ribchia says that he's going to be Chayiv on the Shavu of Maidu Mikdash. And nothing more asked from the following Bryce. So we continue Tamad Beis. If there's a document that on the document is written that this guy borrowed from that other guy, Sloim, this amount of coins of Sloim, but it doesn't say how many. So to a document that says that he, that he borrowed from him dinarin, which is also a certain type of a, a currency. But it doesn't say how much. The lender says it was five. And the borrower says it was only three. So we have a machlekes. He says, Since ultimately the borrower is admitting to part of the claim, he's claiming five, he's admitting to three of it. So Yeshava, he has to make an oath. That is your classic Allah Mikdis. Kivaimah, he disagrees. He says, no, in the elikimation of Veda, this guy who is admitting to three is only halachically viewed like someone who returns a lost object, and upater, and he's actually going to be exempt. Now, from the fact, because he could have said that, no, I only owe you two. And actually, the document would have supported him. Because since the document doesn't say how many coins there were, it's recognizable that it was only two. That's why they didn't have to say how many, because the, the minimum amount of slaim, of the plural, is two. Now, since he's saying three, says Rabbi Kiva, so we give him the halacha of someone who's returning a lost object. With halacha is that the sage is exempt, someone who's returning a lost object, from taking an oath. As the Mishnah says in Masechet's Gidna of Mechazam someone finds a lost object, he doesn't have to take an oath because I don't have to return it. What, you, you say, I'm returning something and you should be happy and you're making me, you want me to swear that it, was, that it wasn't more than that? No, no, no. He's exempt. So says Rabbi Kiva, this is the same thing. Two, it would have been, I would have been supported from the document. And then for sure the halacha would have been like me. So I'm saying more, you're going to make me make a shavu now because of my mixes? No, no, he's exempt. That's the machalik of Shem Allah's and Kiva. But one thing the Gemara wants to ask on Rebchiv from this is, Ketani Mias, one thing that we learned is Rebchiv from Allah's Al-Aymer, he says, Since he's admitting to part of the claim, because the claim was five and he's admitting to three, so therefore he has to make a shavu. Says the Gemara, time Mishalish, it sounds like from the Bryce, the reason why he has to take a shvu is because he said that he, he borrowed three. Hashtayim potter, but it sounds like if he would have said he only borrowed two, he would have been exempt. Now, what would be the reason? Because when he says that he borrowed two, that's how much it says in the document, that's essentially 
like saying, here, here you have it, Pater. So essentially what we see from this, from Rabbi Shem Lazar, is that Helech is exempt, not like Rebchia. Now the reason for this is, the Gemara is assuming right now, that the refutation is from the fact that, why did the Machlekes of Rabbi Shem Lazar Mekiba said in the Braisa, specifically in the case of when he's saying five and he's saying three? Why didn't it say that the bar said that it only owe you two? Obviously because by two, Rabbi Shem Lazar would agree that he's not going to be Chayv. Because as the Gemara explained, Whenever, whatever it is that he's admitting to is already written in the document. Now, the document also, as we said, the plural sounds like that it's also that he owes him two. Now, whatever is in the document that he's admitting to is halach. Now, the reason for this is, as Rashi explains, is because a document is mishabed, creates an, an, a lien on the person's karka, on his nechasim sheshba machrais. So therefore, that land, wherever the land is, the land is always halach, it's here, go take it, I can't hide land. Now, but when he says that I owe you three sloim, so the third one is an or alone essentially, because that's not documented in the in the star, because it doesn't say anything more than two, because it says the plural, and the plural is only two. So on that, the karka is not meshubit, and therefore admitting that third one is not halach, and that's why you would be meidibemiktis, because that is not halach. But you see that on two, that that would be potter, must be because of halach, and you see nalak rebchia, the halach is potter, that you don't say mighty mixes, yichai b'shvu, on such a case. Says the Gemara, no, not true. It says, I would tell you that even if Shem would agree that when he admits to two, he would be chayv, because yes, although it's a case of halach, because whatever the two that he's admitting to is already in the document, which is kark, which is halach, you're chayv on mighty mixes and halach. Why did he say it in the case specifically when he admits to three? It's not because to be medayik, because it's only the third one that's a milval pair, which is oral and doesn't have halach, that's why you chayv. No. It's coming to exclude because only in that case of five to three do you see to exclude from Rebbe Kiva the Amma Meisha Because Rebbe Kiva said that he said that, no, you're a Meshav Aveda. He didn't have to three, say three. I could have just said two. And I said three. So says Rabbi Kiva, oh, so then he's potter. He's like a Meshav Aveda. Now, the reason being is because had they disputed a case of when the Lord was saying two, then Rabbi Kiva would not have disagreed that you're going to be Chayev. Because actually, Halech is Chayev. It's actually only by three that Rabbi Kiva says, I didn't have to say three. I could have said two. Well, I'm saying more, so it must be that I'm actually going to be potter, because I didn't have to, so I'm like a Meshav Aveda, so I'm going to be exempt. Now, Kamash Malon, the Maidim Mixas Atayin, Havachayim, that's why Bishim Malazah said in the case of three, to exclude from Rebbe Kiva's opinion, who said you're a Meshav Aveda, and that's just Bishim Malazah, no, even by three, you're going to be Chayim, because even that's going to be considered not a Meshav Aveda, but rather a Maidim Mixas Atayin. But not to say that by two, you'd be potter, two, you would also be Chayim. Now, that thing I'm going to ask, Ihach, if that's the case, that you want to say that even by two, Rabbi Shem would say that you're Chayev, then why does it say Rabbi Shem since he's admitting to part of the claim, that's why he takes an oath. That's not, that's not the reason. It should have said that even in this case, he has to take a Shavua. In other words, because it's not since. What do you mean since? By three, it's not since. By two, is also you're saying it's since. By two, is also Moedimiktsatani is saying, even though it's Heilach and Bichai Beshvua. It should have said, even in this case, because that's what you're telling me, the primary point he wants to say is that not only when it's two, where 
that's the halach is going to be chayev. But even by three, which is not like Rabbi Kiva that says Meshav Aveda, not but the fact and the fact that it doesn't say af also, but it just says since, sounds like that the obligation is because he caused himself to be a case of Maid Mimixis, because it's only now that it's considered a haida. Because of the third sala, which is not halach. But it sounds like, but if he had only admitted to two, that would not be considered Maidu Mimixis because of Halach, like of Sheshis, and you'd be Potter, not like Rabhiya. So El Rad the Gemara says, and if you want to answer for Abhiya on the question that we're asking him from the Brisa, you would have to say like this. the truth is, like you said, that Shtayim Potter. You're right, that would be the inference that you see from the terminology of Hoyal, that Rib Shimlaza says you only chive by three, but by two, if he admits it to he would be exempt. But the reason is not because of Halach as you were asking on Rabhiya. Because in general I would tell you Bahalachaif. Generally, for a classic case of Maidemictus, when he admits to something and says, here it's already yours, it would be a chiv of Maidemictus. But Vishani Hacha, here in this case that they're, this, that they're, they're talking about, is different to Kumisayela Shtara, because the document supports his claim. In other words, not like we said before when the document is saying, so therefore that's considered a case of Halach, because that's regarding what's Meshubit of Karka. No, a different logic in that what the documents are supporting, it's really that the witnesses who are signed on the document are essentially testifying that what this guy is saying is correct, that it was only two. And that's why they didn't specify how much he was borrowing, because that's the minimum, which is of the amount of two. That's why he doesn't have to make a shavuah. Not because of halach, but rather because you're claiming it was five, I'm saying that it was two. So yeah, that might be a case of why do mix this, and even halach is chayev, but I'm exempt because I have two witnesses saying that what I'm saying is true. That's why I'm exempt. Not because it's not a case of, of Maidemictus. It would be Maidemictus, but I have two Adams supporting me. Inami, another approach, that the, the reason why over here, by when he admits, if he would admit to two, that it wouldn't be Chayev for Shvua, is Mishum is because the document is saying this. And therefore what? The Havale Shtar Shibut Karkois, what comes out is that a document is really, as we mentioned before, creates a lien on regards to land. So essentially, we do not take an oath on the denial of something that creates a lien regarding land. In other words, just like we do not take an oath on denial of land, so too the admission doesn't bring to a shvua. Now the reason for this is, as Baruch Masechtis, shvuas and Nafmenbeiz that halachas regarding claims of land are excluded from the halachas of taking a shvua. So therefore, yes, you're making a correct diak. If the guy had claimed five and the other guy admitted two, he would be exempt from Mishvua. Not because it's not Moedim Mixes, because it's Halach. But rather, as the second Teres in the Gemara is saying, is because what he's admitting to is really admitting to a claim of Karka. Because admitting to the two which are written in the document, as we said, because the plural, it connotes two. Now, Karka is excluded not only for what you're denying, but also for what you're admitting to. Now, however, but in the case of what the Pshim Laza is talking about, when the lender said it was five and the borrower says it was three, then there is a denial and an admission in something that's not written in the document, which is that third seller that he's admitting to, that's why Pshim Laza says it's going to be high for Maidu Mixes, because that's not regarding land. That there's no Shibut of Karka regarding a Milva That's the reason for the difference. Again, so two answers the Gemara is giving for Ibchiyam is either because the reason why he's potted by two is because he has witnesses who are supporting him, or because the two that he's admitting to is regards to Karka, and you don't make a shvua neither on the Kfir or the Hida of Karka. Now, Ikadamaisim is saved without those. The first version had this question from this Brisa asking for the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Lazar on the opinion of Rabbi Chia. 
Now, those who asked from the second opinion that of Rabbi Kiva, and therefore the question is going to be on Rav Sheshis. Rabbi Kiva, I mean, he was the second opinion. He says, no, in Upatu. No, he's not going to be this guy who is admitting to three out of the five. Rather, he didn't have to, because the, really the, the words in the document sound like it was only two. He's actually saying more than he has to, and therefore he's like someone who's returning lost object who didn't have to, and therefore he's not chayav b'shvu of Maidimixus. Now, says the Gemara, time Mashalish. It sounds like that the reason why he's potter is because he said three. Hashtayim, but if let's say he would admit it to two out of the five, where there, there's no element of Mesham Aveda, because of course you have two, because that's what's written in the document. It's not something like, oh, out of your own volition, which is the logic of Mesham Aveda, then it would sound like that's Chayv. Then he would be Chayv from the fact that the Brysa doesn't say that he's putter by two, and rather it only says it by three because of Mesham Aveda. So you would say that the reason is because of Halach. Now, Vashtar the Kamoidebe. That is because a document, when you're admitting to what's written in the document, it's like, of course I owe you that. The document says it. it's like it's like here, it's yours already. It's 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 Shibut of Karka. So you see, oh the Rebbe says you only put it by three, but by two you'd be chayev. Why would you be chayev? Obviously because there there's a there's even though it's a case of Halach, but since there's no Meshav Aveda, you see that you're chayev in the way of mixes for a case of Halach, not like Rafshashis. So says the Gemara, no, truthfully, I would tell you, Rabbi Kiva is saying, not only are three are your pata, he would also hold your pata by two. Now, then why do you say only in the case of three that you're going to be pata? That was Lafukim and Rabbi Shimon Lazar, that was to exclude from Rabbi Shimon Lazar. In other words, by two your pata because of Halech. Three, where there's, there's, that there is no Halech over there, you would think that it'd be Chayev, and that Rabbi Kiva is saying an additional Chiddush, in three that you're pata, to exclude from Shimon Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says that what do you mean? It's a regular case of Maidimictus. Because he holds that it's not this excuse of Meshav Aveda, because he holds to the contrary. The guy's being crafty because he wants you to think, to believe him. So he's saying, I didn't have to say three. If I'm saying three, he must have been telling the truth. What do you make me make a Shmuf? I'm like a Meshav Aveda. And that says, Rabbi Shimon no, no, no. We know your tricks. We know that you, that's why you're trying to get away with it. And therefore, you're going to make a Shmuf for the Maidimictus Atayna. And therefore, v'chayev, yechayev v'shuvu, kamash mulan, that's what Rebbe Kiva is coming to say, that no, not only by two are you going to be pater from Meshavu because of Halech, but actually even by three because of Meshav Aveda. So that's, what, that's, that's how the Gemara is answering for Rebbe that actually since by two you would be pater, so therefore Rebbe Kiva is basically saying that you can't say that the guy's being crafty because the Meshav Aveda have a pater, to the contrary, that actually based on Rav logic, that's where Rebbe is coming from, what do you mean? Two, I'd be potter. Why am I saying three? What type of craftiness is it? I'm not getting away with anything. Must be that I'm a Meshavet. I don't have to say three. I would have been potter with two anyway. So I'm saying three for sure I'm telling the truth and therefore I'm not going to have to take a Shavuah and therefore again it's not a challenge on Rav Sheshis. The Gemara actually says, Hachanam Mistaber. Actually it's logical to say that not only is Rebbe saying that you're potter by three but even by two. Which again would be like Rav Sheshes because by Halech Yapater. Because the Isa Gadaitach Shtayim Chayv, if you were entertained to say that Rav really holds that you would be Chayv by two. And therefore, like Rav Chayat, not like Rav Sheshes, a difficult Rav Sheshes. And then you would see seemingly that Halech is Chayv. Then the question is, then how actually would Rav Kiva say that this defendant would be exempt from Mishmua if he admits to three? Harum and Kamarim. To the contrary. He's, 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 he's playing, it's a whole farce. Why? So he's thinking, wait a second. If I say om to, I'm going to have to swear. 
then Amishalish, Davikamishavidivter. Oh, so let me say three. They'll look at me like I'm a Meshabed. I'm saying more than I have to. And then I'll be part of a Meshwar. So then, where's the logic? And Rebekah is saying that he's exempt. Of course he's going to say three. Not because he's really Meshabed. Because he's trying to get out of the Shavuot that he would have to make if he made the lower claim. Elashmamana, Rebekah says, obviously like the answer that we're giving for Rav Sheshes, that Shtayim Nami Pater. Must be that actually in the case of two, it also be exempt. Because actually, Helech, you are Pater, like Rav Sheshes. And when he says three, it just takes good from Shem Lazar to say that even there, you're not, that, that, that you're going to be part of because it's, it's, it is going to be considered like a Mesha Veda. And it must be then because if you're Chayv by two, then you wouldn't be Mesha Veda on three. Now the Gemara says, well, based on that, El Kashal then, then that's really a difficulty to Rebchia because we are inferring, as we said, it's even Mestab like that, to say that by two, he would be exempt. Because, as we said, because if you chayv by two, then how do you be potter by three? It must be that you really potter by two, two. Then, if that's the case, that's difficult to contrapchia. Because contrapchia, you should be chayv, because he holds, even by case of Helech, you're chayv b'shvur. And there's no Mesha Veda logic by two. So the Gemara says, no, Shani Hasam, there it's different. And that is this that we say in this case, that by two, when he admits to two, he's going to be potter. That is not because of Helech. Rather, as we said in the first version, the Kumasaye Lashtar, it's because the document supports him, and that's why he's exempt from a Shvur. Because if two witnesses say, like he's saying, of course it's exempt. But it's not because it's not a case of Maidim Mixes. If there were no witnesses, then of course he'd be Chayv. Or Inami, the second approach, as we said before, because ultimately a document is regarding the, the lien on land. And we don't make an oath on denial of a lien of land, and so too we don't make an oath on admission of a lien of land. And the two that he's admitting to is regarding Karka, and therefore that cannot make him liable for a But again, it doesn't refute Rebchi either. So Zimar continues asking, He asks in the following mission, Seth the Shvu is on Rav Sheshis, who again, he says, Helech is Potter. So on that, the Mishnah says, Tanu, if let's say a person claims from his friend in court, and he, he claims from him, Kalim Bekarkais. He says, first of all, you owe me uh, a utensil and you owe me land. Now, let's say the defendant admits that he owes him the vessels, but he denies that he owes him the land. Or, he admits he owes him the land, but he denies that he owes him the vessels. Says the Mishnah, Pater is going to be exempt because, as we mentioned before, neither the denial or the admission of uniquely land could make a person liable for a shvua. And in either one of these cases, either his admission is only in the land or his denial is only in the land. So therefore he's exempt from a shvua. But let's say he admits to part of the land, again, there he's still going to be exempt because, again, the admission is only in the land. He's still totally denying the vessels. If he admits to part of the vessels, then he's going to be liable and actually he's going to be chayv in the shvui even to swear regarding the land, as we'll say later on, because in the chastim she'enam achrais, which is a terminology used for metatlan, which is for kalim, are zaykik karka to make an oath on that too, meaning it also drags along with it the claim of the karka to have to make a shvua on that. Because once you become obligated to make a shvua on the movable items, so that also rolls it then along to the shvua and karka, meaning although you don't usually make a shvua and karka, but once you have to make a shvua anyway regarding the vessels, where in this case you have to, because you were made to mixes on metaltalin, which is, then that's the classic halacha of made mixes, then you would also have to make a shvua already on the karka, which he's denying. And that's the halacha there in the Mishnah. Says of Nachman. He says, "Taima the kalim The reason why it sounds like this halacha would apply in this mishnah is because, as we said, the claim was for vessels and for land. Whereas, because we said the karka la because land is not something that you take an oath on. 
Now, but if you had a case of vessel and vessel, which is similar to the case of vessel and land, in other words, where he admits to Kalim, which are right here in front, and he says, here, these are the vessels, meaning you, you say, I owe you a dish and a plate, which is, and the plate that he's admitting to, and the plate's right here, which that's the same case as Kalim Makarko, because Karko is always considered right here. So, it sounds like in such a case that chayv then he would be chayv. Meaning, by the case of land, we said the only reason why he's exempt from the shuvah might have mixed is because the land that he's admitting to, let's say in that case, and he's denying the kalim, is you don't make a shuvah might have mixed. You don't make any shuvah on karka. But it sounds like we had the same type of a case in, in kalim, meaning that one of the kalim you're admitting to, it's right here, which is halach, and the other one he's denying, that then he would be chayv. Because then you don't have the logic of because it's karka and you don't swear on karka. Now, what's the case talking about? Isn't it where he's talking about, we here go and take it, it's yours. And therefore you see from this Mishnah that Helech would be Chayim, not like Rav Sheshes. Because the only reason why Karka is exempt is because it's Karka. But not because it's Helech, because it was Kaili in that same type of format, would be Chayim. So you see, not like Rav Sheshes. And that's the Gemara, no. Truthfully, I would tell you in the same type of a situation where it's Kaili and Kaili, not Karka and Kaili, and the Kaili is like the Karka, meaning that's right here and he's giving it to him, that he would be exempt, like Rav Sheshis. Now, then why did we say such a case of Kaili and Karka when you could say the same thing with a Kaili itself? But that's what the Mishnah is coming to teach, that Haidim and Miktas Kalim. It's coming to teach a different aspect of the halacha that's taught in that mission. You're right, for that halacha we could have said it just with regards to Kalim and Kalim. And actually it would have been a big Yechidish, because it would have told us that Halach is going to be Patr. Now, but the reason why we said a case of Karka and Kali is to teach one of the other halachas over there. To tell us where Haidim mixes Kalim, in that case when we said that he's going to be Chayv to take a Shavua, when he admits to part of the Kalim and totally denies the Karka, that he's going to be Chayv af al That although generally you don't make a Shavua and Karka, but once you're already Chayv in the Shavua because of the Karka that you're being, uh, the Kali that you're being Haidim mixes, then you're going to be Chayv to take a Shavua and the Karka, that was the Chiddush that the Mishra was coming to teach us. And that's where it's to say a case of Karka. What, what type of a chiddush is that that you tell me the Mishnah is teaching there in the Zaykakin? This halacha that we're talking about that once you're taking an oath on movable items, that could then draw and, and make chayiv to make a shvu on karka through this concept of Gilgo shvu? But Tanina, we already learned that in a different Mishnah, Masech Tzkedushin, Nefchavav Menalf. The Mishnah there says this concept straight out. It says, Zaykin hanachasim she'elam achrayis objects which have no liability to them, meaning movable items which you could hide, you could steal, draw and pull, properties which do have liability, which is another term used for land, and the reason why it always has responsibility to it is because it, it never disappears, it's, land is always there, you can't steal it, hide it, that it makes it to take an oath on it, so it says clearly in that Mishnah, so how can you tell me that that's why we have to teach the Mishnah of Mishnah to refer to this halacha when it's taught clearly in Mishnah Kedushin? And that thing Mar says, no, that's not a difficulty. Because Hacha over here, which this Mishnah in Masech the Shavu is, that's the Iker, that's the primary place where it teaches this concept, and that's why it talks about Karka and Kalim, to teach this Halacha of Zaykik. Hasim over there, Masech Tzkedushin, that was only Agav Gerara It only mentioned that Halacha of Zika, of being Zaykik, the the Shavuah on Karka too, incidental to that Mishnah over there, because there the Mishnah was talking about a similar type of halacha, when they were saying that, 
meaning movable items, are niknim im nechasim shesh l'achrayis, that they can be purchased together through the acquisition of the land, meaning if you do a kinya of keseb or shtar chazaka and you're acquiring the land, through that kinya you will automatically acquire the metatlan that's with it too. Now once we spoke about that, the, the relationship between metatlan and karka, that it can be purchased through the karka, so then incidentally that, to that concept, it mentioned that also that there's another relationship that they have, that swearing on the metatlan can then draw along and, and make an oath be required on the karka. But you're right, that wasn't the primary source, it just mentioned it as a side, but the reason why Mesech Teshvuz mentioned karka and kalim was to tell us this primary source of this halacha of being zaykik. But it's not a difficulty why I didn't say Kalim Kalim because you're right, although Kalim Kalim would be Pater because Helech is Pater, it said Bukharkin Kalim to teach of this other halacha. Now, the Gemara continues the top of Hamad Aleph and asks on Rav Sheshis, but Ulmanda Amma Helech Pater, according to Rav Sheshis, who holds that Helech is Pater, why do you need a Pasuk at all to ever teach us? that Which was this halacha that we taught in Masech Shvuas, And this also brought later on in Perkazab that from Abayz, which we learned from a Klala Prat to teach us this halacha concept that we don't make an oath on, on Karka. But Hokol Karka Heilechu, every admission or denial of land is a case of Heilech. It's here it is, because you can't hide land. And Rav Shesha says, by Heilich, you're always going to be potter. So what's the purpose of teaching halacha, that you don't swear mighty mixes on karka? What do you mean? How would you be chayv? Automatically, when you're admitting to part of the, to the karka, it's Heilich, it's here. And Heilich, you say, is potter. So why do I need a limer of Kal Prat to teach an exemption of shvu on karka? So Amalach, Rav Shesha would tell you, it's Kra, you would need a pasik. When you dug in certain caves and pits in the land, well, that's not a case of halach, because you ruined the land. It's not ready to say, here it is, take it back, because wait a second, this is not the land I gave you. This is ruined. And therefore, because of the concept of halach, actually that would not be halach. And then you would be chayv in the shavu. That's why I need to teach you that when it comes to karka, you're always part of the shavu. Or inami, another re- resolution, is You're right. Regards to karka, Anytime there's a claim of karka, you're being made to mixes, you're already saying halach. The reason why we had to teach you that karka is part of Mishvu is in the case of, as we were mentioning before in the Mishnah Masech Teshvuah, of vessels and land. Where he admits to the vessels, now specifically in the case where the vessel that he admits to is not halach, because let's say they're broken or they're lost, and he's recovered by Karkois and he denies the land, that is the Chiddush that we have to tell you that you don't swear regarding denial of land. Where there we would have thought that there the halacha of Halach does not apply, because it's not Halach, because actually what he's admitting to is not here, which is the Kalim. So that would be a Maidabimiktis. That's why we have to teach you that no, Karka never has a halacha of Maidabimiktis. That's why it's necessary, according to to have a limit of Klal Pratiklal to teach us this exemption of karka from ever having take a shvua, again, except the exception that we mentioned before from that Mishnah, which is coming to teach a zaykin, that when you're making a shvua anyways in the metatlin, then they could then bring along a mechaev through gilda shvua to make a shvua on the karka.